for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. Also coming up, we have sports, we have weather, we have traffic, and we have business. Here's your top five at five. This, this is the top five at five. Former President Donald Trump has called it a witch hunt, but New York Attorney General Letitia James now says her office has unearthed significant evidence against the Trump Organization. Tensions are escalating between Russia and Ukraine. The White House says it has evidence of an impending invasion of Ukraine by Moscow. And about face from New York City's new mayor, Eric Adams, now says he does not feel safe right in the rails. Most New York state residents think that the country is headed in the wrong direction under Democratic President Joe Biden. Human Rights Watchdog now is warning athletes about the upcoming Beijing Olympics and says they will be targeted with Orwellian surveillance from communist China. All right. New York Attorney General Letitia James continues to go after former President Donald Trump. Now, James says her office has found significant evidence that the Trump organization used fraudulent and misleading asset valuations to obtain economic benefits for years. James adding that her office has also taken legal action to force the former president and his children, Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka, to comply with her office's investigation. These allegations were presented in a court filing on Tuesday where the court was asked to enforce the subpoenas to obtain the testimony of the Trumps. Attorneys for former President Donald Trump sued James back in December in a bid to halt what the former president labeled a witch hunt targeting his family's real estate company. Daniel Alonzo is a former prosecutor to Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance Jr. discussing the New York criminal probe of the Trump organization back in May of 2021. It's about what did you tell the tax authorities? What did you tell the lenders? What did you tell insurance underwriters? And so they're going to have to find, I mean, presumably there is a discrepancy or, or else there wouldn't be a reason to do this investigation. So it's very, very complex. These are tough, tough investigations. So this lawsuit filed in Albany Federal Court claims James's two-year-long probe into the Trump organization is politically motivated and also asked the judge to put a stop to it. Now, here is the tweet from James. We are taking legal action to force Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka Trump to comply with our investigation into the Trump organization's financial dealings. No one in this country can pick and choose if and how the law applies to them. The filing marking the first time that the AG's office leveled such specific accusation against the former president's company. Well, things are heating up between Russia and Ukraine this morning. The White House said Tuesday it has reason to believe a Russian invasion of Ukraine is imminent. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki warning of an extremely dangerous situation at the border. Her words coming as Moscow bolstered the number of troops in that region, sending an unknown number of personnel to Belarus for major war games. At that meeting, uh, Secretary Blinken will urge Russia to take immediate steps to de-escalate. Uh, he will also fly to Kiev to consult with President Zelensky and Ukraine's leaders and to Germany for consultations. As Saki said, the U.S. taking action, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will meet 
Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky today. Blinken will then hold talks with his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov. In Geneva on Friday, the talks are an effort to defuse this crisis. Moscow has 100,000 military troops at Ukraine's border. What Russia is doing is trying to assert its power and fears Ukraine's joining NATO will further the West's influence. Russia denying military action is imminent. Well, a shocking admission from New York City's new mayor. Eric Adams admitted on Tuesday that he does not feel safe riding New York City's subway system where crime is on the uptick. I saw the homelessness, the yelling, the screaming early in the morning. Uh, crimes right outside of the platform. We're going to make sure New Yorkers feel safe in our subway system. And they don't feel that way now. I don't feel that way when I take the train every day. Madam, stunning admission following Saturday's fatal subway push at the Times Square station. And during the uh, press conference on Saturday, the mail said that there's only a perception in people's minds that the system is unsafe. And uh, meanwhile, a vigil held last night in Times Square for subway push victim Michelle Goh. A homeless schizophrenic is charged with second-degree murder in that case. Voters in New York State think that the country is headed in, yes, the wrong direction under President Joe Biden. The latest negative polling numbers under the leadership of the Democratic president and his administration done by Siena College in Loudonville, New York. So this poll finding 57 percent of Empire State voters saying that the United States is heading in the wrong direction. Just 31 percent of registered voters said the country was on the right track. And even 44 percent of registered Democrats told pollsters conditions are getting worse under Biden compared to 46 percent of Democrats from Biden's base in New York who think that the country is actually headed in the right direction. Here's former President Donald Trump speaking in Ohio during his first rally since leaving office. Joe Biden is destroying our nation right before our very own eyes. The number one priority for everyone who wants to save America is to pour every single ounce of energy you have into winning a gigantic victory in the midterms and in 2024. And as for Republicans, the numbers even more dismal. Nearly three quarters of Republicans and 69 percent of voters not affiliated with the party said the U.S. is going down the wrong track. 77 WABC time check is 507. Let's get a check on traffic with Frank Diaz. Good morning, Deb. Well, starting in New Jersey, the bridges and tunnels are looking okay right now. But in Franklin, the Grigstown Causeway is closed on both sides due to flooding on Bellamede Grigstown Road between Canal and River Road. Heading to Long Island and Freeport, the right and center lanes on Sunrise Highway are closed between Buffalo Avenue and Winsome Avenue due to construction until about 6 a.m. In the city, you'll want to avoid the lower level of the Verrazano Bridge. Both sides are closed due to construction. In the Bronx, Southern Boulevard between 163rd and Westchester Avenue is closed due to that fatal house explosion yesterday morning. 20-minute delays on the Harlem line on Metro North between Wasaic and Harlem Valley Wingdale in both directions because of a track issue in Dover Plains. And in the city, alternate site parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with your traffic update on 77 WABC. The WABC Early News. Taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. A mostly sunny day today, breezier, high near 35. The wind chill between 15 and 25 degrees. Overnight, partly cloudy skies. The low dips to 30. The wind chill between 25 and 30. Right now, 33 degrees under mostly clear skies. 
Well, getting back to our fifth story in our top five at five, a human rights watch panel warning that athletes taking part in the Winter Olympics next month will be under Orwellian levels of surveillance by communist China. The panel has criticized the games as a sports washing exercise designed to conceal China's abysmal record on human rights. The director of Human Rights Watch in China is Dr. Sophie Richardson, and she said during the 2008 Winter Games in Beijing, China used high-grade technology to do surveillance of athletes. There are concerns athletes will use the Olympic platform to flag political and human rights issues. Of course, the Games February 4th to the 20th. Well, another blow for Joe Biden under additional pressure on Martin Luther King Jr. Day Monday. The U.S. Senate again opened debate yesterday on trying to change filibuster rules, but again failed. Moderate Democrats Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona remain holdouts. The refusal to change what civil rights leaders call the Jim Crow filibuster comes at a time when advocates are warning states are making it more difficult to vote. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York acknowledging the likely defeat this week, but he said the fight's not over. We feel very simply on something as important as voting rights. If Senate Republicans are going to oppose it, they should not be allowed to sit in their office. They got to come down on the floor and defend their opposition to voting rights, the wellspring of our democracy. And this is the fifth time the U.S. Senate will try to pass voting legislation in Congress. Well, late to the party, Omicron has been surging, as we know, since November. The Biden White House just now offering free COVID-19 test kits to Americans. A new federal website launching today where you can actually order these free at-home COVID-19 test kits. The first shipments plan to go to U.S. households by the end of this month. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. COVIDtest.gov is in the beta phase uh, right now, which is a standard part of the process. All right. Free tests can be ordered at COVIDtest.gov or at usps.com forward slash COVID tests. These at-home COVID tests are expected to ship by the end of January. And in addition to that, most Americans also now eligible to get reimbursed for tests that they actually purchase. And more from the White House. Well, who dropped the ball? Republicans are furious over why that person who shot and killed that was shot and killed by the FBI at a Texas synagogue on Saturday was allowed to fly into the United States despite his criminal past. He had reportedly landed at JFK. 44-year-old Faisal Akram taking of hostages at that Texas synagogue is being investigated now as an act of terrorism by the FBI. Akram called for the release of an imprisoned woman known as Lady Al-Qaeda so they could die together. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Oh, well, our understanding, and obviously we're still looking into this, is that um, he was checked against U.S. government databases multiple times prior to entering the country, and the U.S. government did not have any derogatory information about the individual in our systems at the time of entry. We're certainly looking back, as I referenced, at what occurred to learn every possible lesson we can to prevent attacks like this in the future. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy released a blistering statement demanding answers from President Joe Biden's White House and raising alarms over what national security concerns remain. Meanwhile, Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis questioned why Akram was even allowed into the United States on a tourist visa when he was known to intelligence in the U.K. The Joint Terrorism Task Force also investigating. Well, even more controversy is swirling around President Joe Biden's top infectious disease specialist, Dr. Anthony Fauci. 
Ex-FTA chief Scott Gottlieb is contradicting Fauci, who said earlier that a dramatically different virus strain is unlikely after Omicron. Here's Gottlieb on CNBC. We've seen this virus continue to drift and undergo gradual evolution. There is a presumption that at some point we're going to have a dominant lineage, we're going to have a dominant strain, and future mutations will, will occur within that lineage. So Fauci had warned a new strain of COVID that is resistant to natural immunity provided by infection could emerge and keep the pandemic going. But there is evidence Omicron is waning. Cases and deaths are dropping. COVID-19 cases rose by just over 721,000 in 24 hours, a dramatic fall on the 1.3 million new cases, which were recorded a week ago. Republicans are gaining strength while Democrats are losing steam. This, according to a new Gallup poll, it finds 47 percent of Americans identified as Republican or Republican leaning in 2021. Now, that's a nine percent increase. Meanwhile, 42 percent of survey participants identified as Democrat or Democrat leaning between October 1 and December 31st. And that marks a 7 percent decline under the Biden White House. So the surge in Republican support coming ahead of the November 2022 midterms as President Biden is being criticized for spiraling inflation at its highest level in some 40 years. The disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal and the administration's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. There's a lot of talk about uh, disappointments and things we haven't gotten done. We're going to get a lot of them done, I might add. All right. And uh, there is growing speculation that the GOP will take back both the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate, leaving Biden a lame duck president in the November elections. Well, another uh, story about uh, Donald Trump, uh, people apparently conspiring against our former president. Nearly three dozen former Trump officials held a conference call last Monday to talk about undermining their former boss's influence in the 2022 midterms and 2024 presidential elections. Now, according to CNN, those who took part are former White House communications directors, Alyssa Farah Griffin and Anthony Scaramucci, former White House chief of staff, retired General John Kelly, former Homeland Security and counterterrorism Ed- Advisor to Vice President Pence, Olivia Troy. Here's Troy on MSNBC. There is a whole group of us who saw what Trump is capable of firsthand, who remain concerned about his influence over politics today. And Griffin, now a CNN commentator, became a target of the president after she claimed that he knew he lost the 2020 election. There, of course, has been no formal announcement from Trump as to whether or not he'll run in 2024. And again, I'm Deb Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News, 77 WABC Time Check 515. Justin Ellick has sports. Hi, Deb. How are you? Good. Good morning. What's going on in the sports world? Not much. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Let's start with the Knickerbockers last night at the Garden and their date with the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Knicks got a strong 19-point performance from Kemba Walker in his return to the lineup after a nine-game absence with a sore left knee. But it wasn't enough to hold a fourth-quarter lead as a late-and-one from Timberwolves stud Carl Anthony Towns put Minnesota up for good. Edwards finds Towns. Towns against Randall. Off the dribble. Drives inside. Layup. Counted Carl Anthony Towns aggressively going to the basket as his dad watches and a chance for a three-point play. 
call, courtesy of the great Mike Breen. 112-110 is your final score from MSG as the Knicks fall back below 500 at 22-23 and 23 overall. After an off day today, the Orange and Blue will see the New Orleans Pelicans come to town tomorrow night for a 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time matchup. The Nets were off last night but are set to face the Wizards in D.C. tonight. That tip-off is scheduled for 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now for some ice hockey, ice hockey as just the Islanders were in action last night. They were in Philadelphia to face a skidding Flyers squad in the midst of an eight-game losing streak. Nine rounds in a shootout wasn't enough to keep that number from growing as the Isles were able to skip town with a 4-3 to three win. After a couple days off here, the Islanders will return to the ice Friday night when they face off with the Phoenix Coyotes at home. Devils and Rangers back at it tonight as the Devils have the Coyotes at home in Newark at 7 p.m. Eastern and the Rangers will be across the river at the Garden a half an hour later taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's your early news sports update, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. And we have Frank Diaz at the traffic desk. Hey, Deb. Well, it's still pretty quiet out there right now, starting in Jersey. The bridges and tunnels are still looking pretty okay. In Franklin, the Grigstown Causeway is closed on both sides due to flooding on Bellamede Grigstown Road between Canal Road and River Road, heading to Long Island. In Freeport, the right and center lanes on Sunrise Highway is closed between Buffalo Avenue and Winsome Avenue due to construction until 6 a.m. Some traffic building on parts of the westbound side of the LA but so far it's moving up in Hudson Valley. Route 218 between Mountain House Lane and US 9W is closed on both sides because of weather-related slide hazards. In the city, you want to avoid the lower level of the Verrazano Bridge because both sides are closed due to construction. And the Bronx Southern Boulevard between 163rd Street and Westchester Avenue is closed due to that fatal house explosion yesterday morning. 20-minute delays on the Harlem Line at Metro North between Wissake and Harlem Valley Wingdale in both directions because of a track issue in Dover Plains and in the city. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with your traffic update on 77 WABC. Your forecast from WABC Early News. Yeah, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for a mostly sunny day today, but breezy, our high 35. A partly cloudy overnight, low down to 30. Quick look at the markets. U.S. stock futures falling early this morning following a sell-off on Wall Street triggered by surging bond yields. Uh, Dow futures tumbling about 203 points this morning. Yesterday, the Dow lost more than 540 points, dragged down by a 7% drop in Goldman Sachs stock. The Wall Street Bank missing analysts' expectations for earnings as operating expenses surged 23%. Also, Microsoft is paying nearly $70 billion for Activision Blizzard, the maker of Candy Crush and Call of Duty, as it seeks an edge in the fiercely competitive business of mobile gaming and virtual reality technology. All right, 77 WABC Time Check 519. An NYPD police officer and a gunman both shot during a struggle in the Bronx last night. About 9.30, cops say an officer encountered a man with a weapon on Lorillard Place in the Belmont section of the Bronx. During this struggle, the suspect's gun went off, striking both the man and the officer. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says events like this shouldn't be happening. We need our lawmakers to look at this. And the overproliferation of guns in our community, the energy that's out there that say it's okay to carry a gun, and then when we make good arrests like this, we need to make sure they're prosecuted. All right. Both the officer and the shooter suffering non-life-threatening injuries, both taken to the same part of his hospital. The officer did not fire his service revolver. Wait for the morning, you'll see it'll be just like nothing happened at all. 
right, that as hundreds of people gathered in Times Square Tuesday night for that mass vigil in memory of random subway shove victim Michelle Goh. The vigil organized by Asians Fighting Injustice. It comes after Saturday's fatal subway push of Goh at the Times Square station. Go was Asian, but the incident is not being investigated as a hate crime. This uh, guy who is charged targeted a second woman before Go was fatally pushed. However, attacks against Asians have increased since the viral pandemic began. As a city council, we will continue to invest in services and programming that engages our AAPI communities. And we will work together with our colleagues in government at all levels to ensure that the necessary mental health resources and outreach approaches can prevent a tragedy like this from happening again. That's Adrian Adams for the New York City Council. 61-year-old Marshall Simon charged with second-degree murder in connection with Goh's death. The 61-year-old's family said the homeless man was schizophrenic. He'd been in and out of mental hospitals for two decades. Ironically, Goh, a volunteer advocate for the homeless. Well, as we mentioned, the increase in hate crimes against the Asian community. Now, recent data from the NYPD reveals a staggering number, an increase of 361 percent in hate crimes against that group. 77 WABC Radio's Lydia Serrani goes in depth on this issue with New York State Assemblyman Ron Kim. And this is Lydia Serrani, and on the line with me right now is State Assemblyman Ron Kim. How are you, sir? Good. How are you, Lydia? I'm doing well. I'm afraid of what is going on specifically on the subways with the crime. We have been hearing over and over that hate crimes are up, and that one group that seems to be getting the brunt of so much of this hate is the Asian community. What are you hearing, and what's being done? My constituents are terrified. They are afraid to go on the subway, and especially when we, you know, see someone like Michelle go, who is around our age, she was 40 years old, a working professional um, that have done everything right in her life. Michelle Go is the woman that was pushed onto the path of an oncoming train at 42nd Street by a homeless person this past weekend. Correct. And I think that's where we need to start. Like, we need to go to Simon and backtrack. How did they end up on that subway platform? Where do we fail as politicians? You know, people are coming out and, and advocating for more transit police, more uh, guard, possibly putting guardrails like other countries have in the subway platforms. And we should have done all those things way in advance. And we should have we should have intervention. The person should not have been on the subway platform. Period. And it's just heartbreaking. This has got to end. People have a right to live peacefully. It's 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 what I like to call like extreme hunger games, right? Like I think on both sides of the equation, we fail um, both communities. A a, a a desperate, hungry, mentally ill, so-called mentally ill, um, uh, black or brown uh, person in the city of New York that have been neglected by our system for 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. we also fail. Yep. Uh, but that doesn't give that man the right to pick on another New Yorker because he is angry and he thinks that another... You know, an Asian American is easy to pick on. And that, so there has to be a moment of reckoning where we have to balance not being pitted against each other, but having accountability for yourself in this moment of crisis. And, and it, because otherwise, this will be a, a full blown race war. I mean, that's where we're, that's where we're facing, that's what we're inching toward 
And that is not the kind of New York that I want to raise my daughters in. I agree. Well, thank you so much, State Assemblyman Ron Kim, for all that you do, for what you do for New York, for what you do for your community. Thank you, Lydia. And this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. And the NYBD says most of the people behind these random attacks are, in fact, mentally ill. It's the WABC Early News. MTA Acting Chair, as we know, Jano Lieber, said Tuesday that transit leaders will once again explore the installation of platform barriers following that fatal subway push that led to Go's death on Saturday. However, Lieber cautioned that these platform shove preventing screen doors, which the MTA had previously called too complicated and expensive, face significant obstacles. There are some special complexities in New York because of the age of our system, because of the location of structure, because it does interfere with ADA accessibility, because of the way the subway system ventilates. All right. And the platform screen doors could potentially cost billions of dollars. Station ventilation and platform accessibility are also potential obstacles here. But the MTA is, in fact, taking yet another look at this. Well, New York State is facing a lawsuit. It's all over allegations that it allegedly violated the Constitution related to the use of weighing race in prioritizing patients for coronavirus vaccines. Now, in a statement to Fox News Digital, America's first legal president, Stephen Miller, said, We are suing the state of New York for deciding not merely questions of financial survival, but of physical survival based upon skin color. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul's December 27th memo tells health care providers that eligibility for antiviral treatments should weigh race as a risk factor for severe illness. So the New York State Department of Health declined to comment yesterday, citing pending litigation. Hochul recently signed legislation declaring a systematic racism, a public health crisis, and called for greater equity in public health. All right, 77 WABC time check, 527. Deb Valentine with your early news. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Frank Diaz looking at uh, the roads and the rails out there. How are we doing this morning, Frank? Hey, Deb, we're still looking pretty good right now in Jersey. The bridges and tunnels are looking pretty okay. In Franklin, the Grigstown Causeway is closed on both sides due to flooding between Canal and River Roads. Out of Freeport, the right and center lanes on Sunrise Highways are a Sunrise Highway, excuse me, is closed between Buffalo Avenue and Winsome Avenue due to construction until about 6 o'clock. Up in Hudson Valley, Route 218 between Mountain House Lane and US 9W is closed on both sides because of weather-related slide hazards. And on the southbound Springbrook Parkway, it's an accident in Valhalla just after Route 100C. In the city, you'll want to avoid the lower level of the Verrazano Bridge because both sides are closed today due to construction. Stopping on traffic on, uh, in Brooklyn on the eastbound side of the BQE between Hamilton Avenue and Cadman Plaza. Headed to the Bronx, Southern Boulevard between 163rd Street and Westchester Avenue is closed due to that fatal house explosion yesterday morning. So you might want to stay away from that area. 20-minute delays on the Harlem Line of Metro North between Wasaic and Harlem Valley-Wingdale in both directions because of a track issue in Dover Plains. And in the city, alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with your traffic update on 77 WABC. The WABC Early News. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for clouds early on, then it clears, turning mostly sunny today or high up to 45. The wind chill between 15 and 25 early this morning. Now tonight, rain is likely before 4 a.m., then a rain and snow mix increase in clouds with an overnight low of 34. Right now, we're right at the freezing mark, 32 degrees. 
Well, trailblazing fashion journalist Andre Leon Talley died yesterday in New York. Talley, just 73 years old. A lot of people will remember Talley, his death confirmed on his Instagram account. But the cause of death of Talley has not yet been revealed. He's a former Vogue creative director and editor at large and never afraid to break the rules. I aspire to be who I what became the best of what I could do. All right. And you might remember Tally also worked as an assistant to icon, fashion icon Andy Warhol, putting him on the map in the world of art and culture. So no uh, cause of death given just yet for fashion journalist Andre Leon Talley's death died yesterday in New York at the age of 73. Well, as of 12.01 a.m. this morning, AT&T and Verizon have activated 5G. Now, that has caused major international airlines to scramble to reorganize or even cancel flights to the United States. The FAA had warned that potential 5G interference could affect altitude readings that play a key role in bad weather landings on some jets. Airlines say the Boeing 777 is among models potentially affected here. So despite an announcement by AT&T and Verizon that they would pause the 5G rollout near airports, several airlines still canceled flights, switched aircraft models, and warned of delays and more travel chaos. Delta among them and United Airlines as well. So you certainly want to check your uh, travel plans today if you are heading to uh, any one of those uh, airports or flights, especially Delta as well. And uh, all right, 70 or uh, United Airlines. All right, 77 WABC time check, 530. Deb Valentine with your early news. Of course, more traffic, weather, and sports and business coming up. We'll be back right after the break. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC. All right, welcome or welcome back to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine, and of course, along with news, we have sports and weather and uh, traffic and business coming up. Here's your top five at 5.30. It's the top five at 5.30. Former President Donald Trump has called it a witch hunt, but New York State Attorney General Letitia James says her office now has unearthed significant evidence against the Trump Organization. Tensions are escalating between Russia and Ukraine. The White House says it has evidence of an impending invasion of Ukraine by Moscow. And about face from New York City's new mayor. Eric Adams says he does not feel safe riding the rails. Most New York State residents think that the country is headed in the wrong direction under President Joe Biden. And a human rights watchdog is warning athletes at the upcoming Beijing Winter Olympics that they will be targeted with Orwellian surveillance from communist China. New York State Attorney General Letitia James continues to go after former President Donald Trump. James says her office has found significant evidence that the Trump Organization used fraudulent and misleading asset valuations to obtain economic benefits for years. James adding that her office has also taken legal action to try and force the former president, his children, Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka, to comply with her office's investigation. Now, these allegations were presented in a court filing on Tuesday where the court was asked to enforce the subpoenas to obtain the testimony of the Trumps. Attorneys for former President Donald Trump sued James back in December in a bid to halt what he labeled as a witch hunt, targeting his family's real estate company. 
Daniel Alonzo is a former uh, prosecutor in Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance Jr.'s office here in Manhattan, and he discussed the New York criminal probe of the Trump organization in May 2021. It's about what did you tell the tax authorities? What did you tell the lenders? What did you tell insurance underwriters? And so they're going to have to find, I mean, presumably there is a discrepancy or or else there wouldn't be a reason to do this investigation. So it's very, very complex. These are tough, tough investigations. All right. So the lawsuit filed in Albany federal court claims James's two-year-long probe into the Trump organization is politically motivated and asked the judge to put a stop to it. So the filing marking the first time that the AG's office leveled such specific accusations against the former president's company. Well, things are, in fact, heating up between Russia and Ukraine. The White House Tuesday said it has reason to believe a Russian invasion of Ukraine is imminent. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki warning of an extremely dangerous situation at the border. Her words come as Moscow bolstered the number of troops in that region, sending an unknown number of personnel to Belarus for major war games. At that meeting, uh, Secretary Blinken will urge Russia to take immediate steps to de-escalate. Uh, he will also fly to Kiev to consult with President Zelensky and Ukraine's leaders and to Germany for consultations. So there, Saki saying the U.S. is taking action. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will meet Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky today. Blinken will then hold talks with his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov, in Geneva on Friday. The talks all in an effort to try and defuse this crisis. Moscow has 100,000 military troops at Ukraine's border. And what Russia is trying to do is assert its power and also fears Ukraine's joining NATO will further the West's influence. Russia denying military action is imminent. Well, a shocking admission from New York City's new mayor, Eric Adams, admitted yesterday that even he does not feel safe riding New York City's subway system where crime is on the uptick. I saw the homelessness, the yelling, the screaming early in the morning. Uh, crimes right outside of uh, the platform. We're going to make sure New Yorkers feel safe in our subway system, and they don't feel that way now. I don't feel that way when I take the train every day. So Adam's stunning admission follows Saturday's fatal subway push at the Times Square station. And uh, during Saturday's press conference following that, the mayor said there's only a perception in people's minds that the system is actually unsafe. According to NYPD crime stats, Transit crimes are up 82 percent. Well, voters in New York think the country is headed in the wrong direction under President Joe Biden. The latest negative poll numbers under the leadership of the Democratic president and his administration done by Siena College in Loudonville, New York. So this poll finding 57 percent of Empire State voters saying the U.S. was heading in the wrong direction. Just 31 percent of registered voters said the country was on the right path. Now, even 44 percent of registered Democrats told pollsters conditions are getting worse under Biden compared to 46% of Democrats from Biden's base in New York, who think the country's headed in the right direction. Former President Trump speaking in Ohio during his first rally since leaving office. Joe Biden is destroying our nation right before our very own eyes. The number one priority for everyone who wants to save America is to pour every single ounce of energy you have into winning a gigantic victory in the midterms and in 2024. As for Republicans, the numbers are even more dismal in this poll. Nearly three-quarters of Republicans and 69 percent of voters not affiliated with the party said the U.S. is going down the wrong track. 
Pollsters surveyed Biden's base from all regional racial and income levels around New York State. All right, 77 WABC Time Check 537. Uh, let's head over to the traffic desk with Frank Diaz. Hey, Deb. Well, it's still pretty quiet out there right now in Jersey. The bridges and tunnels are looking okay, as well as the, all the Hudson River crossings. Over in Franklin, the uh, Greekstown Causeway is still closed on both sides due to flooding between Canal and River Roads. Headed to Freeport, Long Island, the right and center lanes on Sunrise Highway are closed between Buffalo Avenue and Winsome Avenue due to construction until about 6 a.m. I'll go into Hudson Valley, Route 218 between Mountain House Lane and US 9W is closed on both sides because of weather-related slide hazards, so you may want to steer away from there. And uh, uh, Southbound I-87 north of Essex 16 in Harriman, there's a truck fire that was put out by police. Fire departments are also on scene. In the city, you'll want to avoid the lower level of the Verrazano Bridge because both sides are closed due to construction. we got some stop-and-go traffic in Brooklyn on the eastbound BQE between Hamilton Avenue and Cadman Plaza. Well, in the Bronx, Southern Boulevard between 163rd Street and Westchester Avenue is closed due to that fatal house explosion that happened yesterday morning. Public transit doesn't look too bad. we got 20-minute delays on the Harlem line of Metro North between Wasaic and Harlem Valley Wingdale in both directions because of a track issue in Dover Plains. And in the city, alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with your traffic update on 77 WABC. The WABC Early News. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for clearing skies today are high near 35, a partly cloudy overnight, the low down to 32. And uh, our fifth story in your top five at 530, a human rights watch panel is warning that athletes taking part in the Winter Olympics next month will be under Orwellian levels of surveillance by communist China. The panel has criticized the Games as a sports-washing exercise designed to conceal China's abysmal record on human rights. So the director of Human Rights Watch in China, Dr. Sophie Richardson, said during the 2008 Winter Games in Beijing, China used high-grade technology to do surveillance of athletes. Now there are concerns athletes will use the Olympic platform to flag political and human rights issues. The Games, of course, February 4th to the 20th. And more on China. U.S. companies are bracing for yet another round of potentially debilitating supply chain disruptions as China imposes sweeping COVID-19 lockdowns. In the meantime, Olympic athletes from around the world will soon compete, of course, in Beijing. And wait till you hear what could be done with an Olympian's DNA. Wow. WABC Radio's Lydia Serrani talks to China policy expert Gordon Chang. And this is Lydia Serrani. And on the line with me right now is Gordon G. Chang. You can follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. He's also a, a policy expert on everything that has to do with China. He also has a great book out, The Coming Collapse of China. Welcome, Gordon Chang. Thank you so much, Lydia. Tell me, what is going on in China? I'm hearing rumblings of another lockdown. Aren't the Olympics supposed to happen there in a couple days? The Olympics are scheduled to start February 4. And at this moment, there are Omicron and Delta outbreaks across the country, including Beijing, the city that is hosting the Games. People are not allowed to go out for food. This is uh, extreme measures across the country. This is really scary because we're about to send our men and women from the Olympic teams over there. Are they even going to be safe? Nobody is safe in China. Um, Our athletes, though, there are a couple of things. First of all, they will be subject to extreme COVID measures. But also we know that Beijing is going to be taking their DNA and using it to build profiles of the American people. And for that, they probably are going to use that for their biological weapons program. So this is not going to be good for the United States or for the rest of the world, for that matter. 
Oh, my God, this is really scary stuff. It sounds like it's not it's too crazy to be true, but it is. They could actually use their DNA for biowarfare. For about a half decade, Chinese military researchers have been um, writing about this in public, about what they call a new type of biological warfare of, quote, specific ethnic genetic attacks. In other words, pathogens that will leave the Chinese immune and sicken and kill everybody else, which is one of the reasons why Beijing has been collecting the DNA profiles of Americans and others and not permitting the transfer of DNA profiles of Chinese people outside of China. What do these lockdowns in China mean for our supply chain? We're already suffering as it is here in the United States. The COVID measures and other actions taken by the Chinese government um, is further disrupting uh, the supply chain. And we are seeing this, for instance, uh, in the number of ships that are loitering off of China's ports to load. We think that 120 ships off of Los Angeles and Long Beach are a big number. But in early uh, November, there were 493 ships waiting off of China's container ports. This is incredible. And then last question, the Uyghur Muslims genocide, is it still happening? It certainly is still happening. Beijing is still committing a genocide and other crimes against humanity in these concentration camps and at other facilities across what they call the Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region. These atrocities are comparable to what the Third Reich was doing prior to the mass exterminations of 1941. Well, thank you so much, Gordon G. Chang, for always keeping us informed. Again, you can follow Gordon Chang at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. And this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. And some say it is hypocritical for athletes to kneel during the national anthem over injustices. Meanwhile, their uniforms, clothing lines and sneakers are often produced by Uyghur forced labor. It's the WABC Early News. All right, Deb Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News as we work our way to the Bernie Incident in the Morning program here at 77 WABC. And, of course, more traffic and weather coming up as well. Well, the two most popular Republicans in the United States are at each other's throats. Yes, former President Donald Trump and Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. A new report says Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will not back Donald Trump. The former president has publicly attacked the Florida governor's character. So now DeSantis, once loyal to Trump, says backing Trump is too much to ask. Here's Donald Trump bashing DeSantis and other politicians who refuse to disclose their vaccination status. They're gutless. You've got to say it. Whether you had it or not, say it. But the fact is that I think the vaccine has saved tens of millions of people throughout the world. The New York Times reported that DeSantis told his inner circle that Trump's expectation that he bend the knee is asking too much. And Trump also is said to have been trashing DeSantis in private, calling the Florida governor an ingrate with a dull personality. More outcry over the liberal policies of Los Angeles DAs, DAs Chesa Budin and George Gaskin. The father of that young murder victim thinks his daughter's killer should have been behind bars. The uh, beautiful teenager killed while working at a storefront. Now, L.A. police have identified the man who they said stabbed UCLA student Brianne Cooper to death as Sean Laval Smith. Police say he was considered armed and dangerous. Her father, Todd, appearing on Fox and Friends yesterday. I blame What's endemic in our society right now is that everybody seems to be oriented on giving back rights 
and bestowing favor on people that rob others of their rights. Police in Covina, California, said Smith was arrested and released from jail without actually paying bail back in October of 2020 after being cited for a misdemeanor. But Todd Lavelle told the Post he heard his rap sheet was actually much, much worse. His 24-year-old daughter was killed the afternoon of January 13th in a random attack as she worked alone at a store. All right, 77 WABC time check. 545. Let's check in with sports with Justin Ellick. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Let's start with the Knickerbockers last night at the Garden and their date with the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Knicks got a strong 19-point performance from Kemba Walker in his return to the lineup after a nine-game absence with a sore left knee. But it wasn't good enough to hold a fourth-quarter lead as a late-and-one from Timberwolves stud Carl Anthony Towns put Minnesota up for good. Edwards finds Towns. Towns against Randall. Off the dribble. Drives inside. Layup. Counted and a foul. Carl Anthony Towns aggressively going to the basket as his dad watches and a chance for a three-point play. Call courtesy of the great Mike Breen. 112-110 is your final score from MSG as the Knicks fall back below 500 at 22-23 and 23 overall. After an off day today, the Orange and Blue will see the New Orleans Pelicans come to town tomorrow for a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time matchup. The Nets were off last night but are set to face the Wizards in D.C. tonight. That tip-off is scheduled for 7 p.m. Eastern. Now for some ice hockey, as just the Islanders were in action last night. They were in Philadelphia to face a skidding Flyers squad in the midst of an eight-game losing streak. Nine rounds in a shootout wasn't enough to keep that number from growing, as the Isles were able to skip town with a 4-3 to win. After a couple days off here, the Islanders will return to the ice Friday night when they face off with the Phoenix Coyotes at home. Devils and Rangers back at it tonight as the Devils have the Coyotes at home in Newark at 7 p.m. Eastern. And the Rangers will be across the river at the Garden a half an hour later, taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Your Wednesday reminder that all of the divisional round games are set for this weekend's installment of NFL Playoff Football. Saturday sees the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans at 4.30 p.m. Eastern and the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers for the 8.15 p.m. Eastern time game. Sunday, the L.A. Rams will be in Tampa Bay to battle the Buccaneers at 3 p.m. Eastern and the Buffalo Bills will be in Kansas City to face the Chiefs at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. That's your early news sports update, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. 77 WABC time check, 547. Frank Diaz is at the traffic desk. Hey, Dan. Well, uh, the outbound upper level of the George Washington Bridge is some road work blocking the left lane on the ramp to the Palisades until about 2.30 today. In Freeport, Long Island, the right and center lanes on Sunrise Highway still closed between Buffalo Avenue and Winsome Avenue due to construction. That lasts until about 6 o'clock. Up in Hudson Valley, Route 218 between Mountain House Lane and the U.S. 9W is closed on both sides because of weather-related slide hazards, so you may want to steer clear from there. Southbound I-87 north of Essex 16 in Harriman, there's a truck fire that was put out, of, and a police and fire departments are still on scene. In the city, you'll want to avoid the lower level of the Verrazano Bridge because all lanes are closed due to construction, stopping on traffic on Brooklyn and the eastbound side of the BQE between Hamilton Avenue and Cadman Plaza. Headed to the Bronx, Southern Boulevard between 163rd and Westchester Avenue still closed due to that fatal house explosion yesterday morning, so maybe find an alternate route. Public transit doesn't look too bad this morning. 20-minute delays on the Harlem line of Metro North between Wasaic and Harlem Valley Wingdale in both directions because of a track issue in Dover Plains. And in the city, alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with your traffic update on 77 WABC. It's the WABC Early News. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. A mostly sunny day today, but breezy. The high near 35. 
partly cloudy overnight, the low down to 30. Right now, 33 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Take a look at business news. Uh, Microsoft, a big announcement, is paying nearly $70 billion, with a B, for Activision Blizzard, the maker of Candy Crush and Call of Duty, as it seeks an edge in the fiercely competitive business of mobile gaming and virtual reality technology. On Tuesday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost more than 540 points. That's because it was dragged down by a 7% drop in Goldman Sachs stock. The Wall Street Bank missing analysts' expectations for earnings as operating expenses surged 23%. 77 WABC time check 549 working our way to Bernie and Sid in the morning coming up at 6 o'clock here at 77 WABC. An NYPD officer and a gunman both shot during a struggle in the Bronx last night. About 9.30, cops say an officer encountered a man with a weapon on Lorillard Place in the Belmont section of the Bronx. Now, during this struggle, the suspect's gun went off, striking both the man and the officer. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says events like this shouldn't be happening. We need our lawmakers to look at this and the overproliferation of guns in our community. The energy that's out there that say it's okay to carry a gun. And then when we make good arrests like this, we need to make sure they're prosecuted. Now, both the officer and the shooter suffering non-life-threatening injuries. Both the officer and this man were taken to St. Barnabas Hospital. Police say the officer did not fire his service revolver. The name of the officer and the name of this suspect involved here not yet released. Wait for the morning, you'll see it'll be just like nothing happened at all. All right, so that's a part of last night's gathering in Times Square for a mass vigil in memory of random subway shove victim Michelle Go. That vigil was organized by Asians Fighting Injustice and comes after Saturday's fatal subway push of Go at the Times Square subway station. Now, Go was Asian, but the incident not being investigated as a hate crime. However, attacks against Asians have increased since the viral pandemic started. As a city council, we will continue to invest in services and programming that engages our AAPI communities. And we will work together with our colleagues in government at all levels to ensure that the necessary mental health resources and outreach approaches can prevent a tragedy like this from happening again. That's Adrian Adams speaking for the New York City Council, taking part in last night's vigil. Charged 61-year-old Marshall Simon, he faces a charge of second-degree murder in connection with Goh's death. Now, the 61-year-old's family said the homeless man was schizophrenic. He'd been in and out of mental hospitals for two decades. Ironically, Goh was a volunteer advocate for the homeless. Now, uh, after this tragedy, MTA Acting Chair Jano Lieber said on Tuesday that transit leaders are taking another look at the possible installation of platform barriers following that fatal subway push that led to Go's death Saturday. However, Lieber cautioning here that platform shove preventing screen doors, which the MTA had previously called too complicated and expensive, face significant obstacles. There are some special complexities in New York because of the age of our system, because of the location of structure, because it does interfere with ADA accessibility, because of the way the subway system ventilates. All right. And uh, so these platform uh, systems, these platform screen doors could potentially cost billions of dollars. But the MTA taking another look now. Station uh, ventilation and platform accessibility are also potential obstacles here.
Well, New York State now facing a lawsuit. It is being sued over allegations that it allegedly violated the Constitution, all related to the use of weighing race in prioritizing patients for coronavirus vaccinations. In a statement to Fox News Digital, America's first legal president, Stephen Miller, said we are suing the state of New York for deciding not merely questions of financial survival, but of physical survival based upon skin color. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul's December 27th memo tells health care providers that eligibility for antiviral treatments should weigh race as a risk factor for severe illness. Now, the New York State Department of Health declined to comment yesterday, citing pending litigation. The governor recently signed legislation declaring systematic racism a public health crisis. And Hochul also called for greater equity in public health. All right, more horror in the Bronx there. Sound of uh, that gas leak yesterday, which led to an explosion and fire, killing a 77-year-old woman and injuring eight others. The FDNY says two sisters, including the woman who died, were inside of this home when it exploded Tuesday. Emergency responders found both women lying on the ground outside. New York City Mayor Eric Adams responded to this. He said a female neighbor became trapped but was rescued by officers from the NYPD. The professionalism that was displayed, the five officers that sustained injuries during this rescue effort, we want to thank them for their actions. Uh, But we saved lives today. Our actions saved lives. The surviving sister is reported to be, at last report, in critical condition. The neighbor rescued by the police officers that the mayor was referring to suffered serious injuries. And five police officers, too, taken to hospitals with smoke inhalation. Well, top New York politicians demanded Monday that Congress impose new regulations on privately run housing complexes that receive federal subsidies in the aftermath of yesterday's fire and that horrific Bronx housing tower fire that killed 17 people, including eight children. Here's Mayor Adams again. If we take one message from this that Commissioner Nigro has mentioned several times, close the door, close the door. That was embedded in my head as a child watching the commercials over and over again. We're going to double down on that message. And this new rule would require landlords to install temperature monitors in buildings where tenants receive housing vouchers to ensure that apartments are receiving the required amounts of heat. Now, in that fatal fire in the Bronx that left 17 people dead in that duplex apartment, the FTNY Commissioner Nigro had said that a space heater was being used when that fire erupted, and then the self-closing doors uh, did not close. Uh, That fire, of course, at 333 East 181st Street, blamed on those space heaters left running for days and days, and those malfunctioning self closing doors that officials say did not shut. 77 WABC News Time coming up on 557. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Frank Diaz. 
Hey, Deb. Well, the upper level of the George Washington Bridge on the outbound side, road work blocking the left lane on the ramp up to the Palisades until about 2.30. Westbound side of the LIE, there's some slow traffic there between Jericho Turnpike and Shelter Rock Road. Same goes for the westbound Southern Street, Southern State Parkway between exits 17 and 19, about a five-minute delay for both of those. Southbound side at ID7, north of exit 16 in Harriman, there's a truck fire that was put out. Police and fire departments are on scene. Northbound side of the New York State Thruway at Hall Place, that's exit 1, it's closed due to ongoing water main repairs. In the city, you'll want to avoid the lower level of the Arizona Bridge because all lanes are closed due to construction, stop-and-go traffic in Brooklyn on the eastbound side of the BQE between Hamilton Avenue and Cabinet Plaza. In the Bronx, Southern Boulevard between 163rd and Westchester Avenue is closed due to that fatal house explosion yesterday morning, so steer clear from that area. Public transit doesn't look too bad. 20-minute delays on the Harlem Line of Metro North between Wasaic and Harlem Valley Wingdale in both directions because of a track issue. And in the city, alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank D with your traffic update on 77 WABC. It's the WABC Early News. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for a mostly sunny day today, but breezier high 35, the overnight low around 30 with partly cloudy skies. Right now, 33 under partly cloudy skies. We're working our way to Bernie and Sid in the morning here at 77 WABC. Deb Valentine with your early news. Well, New York City breathing a sigh of relief. Failed presidential hopeful and former New York City Mayor Democrat Bill de Blasio announced Tuesday he will not, not run for the Democratic nomination for governor of New York. He made the announcement on his Twitter page. No, I am not going to be running for governor of New York State, but I am going to devote every fiber of my being to fight inequality in the state of New York. So the mayor did say during that announcement that we will have yet another announcement forthcoming. We don't know what it's about. Meanwhile, New York Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul is seeking her party's nomination for governor. She has already raised $21.6 million for her election effort this fall. The leading Republican candidate, of course, Congressman Lee Zeldin, 77 WABC Time Check 559. All trailblazing fashion journalist Andre Leon Talley died Tuesday in New York at the age of 73. His death confirmed on his Instagram account, but the cause not given. The former Vogue creative director and editor at large was never afraid to break the rules. I aspire to be who I what became the best of what I could do. All right. So trailblazing fashion journalist Andre Leontali, dead at the age of 73. No cause of death given just yet. The announcement on his Instagram account. And Tally also worked, uh, you might remember, as an assistant to Andy Warhol, putting him on the map in the world of art and culture. All right. Coming up to Bernie and Sid at six o'clock. Deb Valentine with your early news time check. Almost six o'clock. Stay with us here at 77 WABC.